Welcome, listeners, to episode 11 of Snippet Sports Science Podcast. This is Jared Coleman-Stark, today interviewing Chris Gavilio on the paper Changes in Salivary Testosterone Concentrations and Subsequent Voluntary Squat Performance following the presentation of short video clips. How are you doing today, Chris? Good, thanks, Jared. And yourself? Pretty well. What can you tell us about this article? What this paper is actually looking at is the role of testosterone and cortisol in respect to acute changes around watching a visual stimuli and also how that relates to performance. So traditionally, when we think about testosterone and cortisol, we think about testosterone being anabolic. We think about hypertrophy. But what we've got to realize is that hypertrophy results as a result of increased testosterone is actually more of a longitudinal concept, whereas this is actually looking at acute rises in testosterone and how that affects performance. Looking at it historically, testosterone relates really well with physical performance, such as strength, speed, power, and also other things to realize is psychological behaviors, such as motivation, aggressiveness, willingness to train, and actually really, of which they're really good behaviors to have as an athlete, but also as a person. If you actually look at even back in 1974, they were looking at this concept about how visual images can rapidly induce changes in testosterone concentrations. In this case, they actually watched sexually explicit films. They also found this in other studies in 93, but also they found that if you watch stressful clips, that it actually decreased testosterone concentrations. So if you actually start to take this concept that if you can use a visual stimuli and you can induce changes in T concentrations, and then knowing that testosterone correlates well to performance outcomes in a physical action, such as squatting or sprinting, if you put the two together, the researchers actually started to think, could we actually acutely change performance by doing something non-physical? So traditionally, we think about this concept almost around potentiation, and we think of that as a physical type of concept. So here they're starting to think about a passive potentiation form. So what they really tried to do in this study, which was the aim of the study, was to develop a better understanding of the pre-workout environment, which is inclusive of the visual stimuli. So you think about when you walk into a gym, it's pumping, the music's loud, everyone's working out hard, you feel like you really want to get on board and you just get in the moment. So I think they're starting to think about how the environment can affect performance. And so what they hypothesize would be the effects of those things? Their main hypothesis was that the content of the video clip presentation would differently influence the T responses and any kind of change in T response would be reflected by performance. So if they saw an increase in T, they'd see an increase in performance and conversely, a decrease in T, a decrease in performance. Okay, so stringing those previous studies that you mentioned together where they see both an increase in performance from testosterone and then also different changes in testosterone either up or down depending on what the visual stimuli is. Yeah, correct. Okay, and how they test those aims? So they use 12 professional male rugby union players. Once again, male rugby union players, they're very strong, very fast, very fit athletes and there's a lot of them usually. What they did is they brought them in, they took a saliva sample and that was their pre, and then they actually then exposed them to different video clips of four minutes in length. There was a few here, so the first one was just a control or a neutral, which was just nothing. The next one was something, the humorous, and that was watching something like the TV sitcom, The Big Bang Theory. Something that's sad, such as starving children in Africa, something erotic, such as featuring exotic dancing. And I know everyone's thinking that this is the paper where they're watching soft porn, and they increase performance. And people have actually run with this saying, oh, we just gotta watch porn and we're gonna uh, improve performance. But it's actually exotic dancing. So sorry, listeners out there, 
it's not what you think it was. The other two clips they looked at was a training motivation. In this case, it was a UFC fighter, Brock Lesnar, and also aggressive clips. In this case, it was big rugby hits. So something really specific to the group of athletes. So aggressive and specific. Correct, yes. So that's quite a few conditions, six different video conditions there? Yeah. Okay. The clips were randomly assigned. They're four minutes in length. And what they did is they sat them down for another 11 minutes. So that takes into a 15-minute time frame. And that's actually been shown to be the time required to actually get the maximum testosterone concentration from a stimulus. So that's bringing in other research as well. From that point, they took them into the gym to actually do their squat performance. They warmed up using a traditional submaximal warm-up protocol, taking up to a 3RM lift. Also, they tested their 3RM at the start and at the finish of the actual test to actually see if there was an improvement as well. All right. And is that it for the methods? Yeah, that's it. Yep. What'd they find? So in respect to the video session changes in testosterone, that's probably what we really want to be focusing on here. Significant relative increases in T concentrations were seen after watching the erotic, humorous, aggressive, and training clips. And it actually decreased in the sad video. So pretty much what we expected to see, they saw. Okay, so anything positive increases it. Yeah, exactly right. But some might increase it more than others? Yeah, exactly right. And the big one that they saw was the actual, the aggressive clip produced an elevated T response compared to both the erotic and the humorous clips. So, and when we look at the content, the aggressive was the big rugby hit, something specific and something relevant to the group of athletes that were used in the actual study. Okay, so the aggressive specific rugby video was more beneficial than the just aggressive USC video. Correct. Okay. In respect to cortisol, they spoke a little bit about this. The observed changes in C after the aggressive clip were found to be significantly greater than the control data, and both the aggressive and the erotic clips produced superior changes in cortisol than your humorous video. The video clip sessions had a significant effect on 3RM squat performance. Compared to the control, significant improvements in 3RM were noted after the erotic, so 2.1%, aggressive 5.4%, and training motivational 4.6%. So once again, it was the aggressive video had the superior performance to both the erotic and the humorous clips. A 5% improvement, that's quite large. Yeah, definitely. You take that. The last one they looked at was the relationship between hormones and performance. So with the SAD video session, they observed a moderate and negative correlation, something we'd expect, between the individual variances in pre-session T. However, no other significant correlations were seen between the hormone variables and squat performance with the other video sessions. Very nice. So what sort of conclusions did they draw out of that data? Yeah, so three main findings from this. First, the video clips differentially influence changes in salivary-free hormones. Secondly, voluntary squat performance was strongly associated to video presentations. And thirdly, the T changes in the video clip closely mapped the same as the performance results. The things they really honed on here in the discussion was just around the specificity of the vision to the actual cohort of athletes used within the study. As with all studies, when they look at discussions and introductions, you know, there's other authors out there that have found conflicting results as well. But they speculate a little bit about how the observed relative changes in T follow the video clip may have acutely modified some aspects of behavior, such as aggressive behavior, motivation to perform, and so forth. So when you look at other studies out there, that when you see increases in T, 
there's actually been shown to increase risk behaviours in males. So they're hypothesising or saying out there that if your T increases, you're more likely to take a risk. So in terms of training performance, you're more likely to actually put some more load and actually have a go at lifting and really drawing in, once again, other bits of literature to actually try and explain it. Yeah, makes sense. You might take a little bit of a risk putting an extra plate onto the bar or uh, you come out of your second or third rep and you're like, oh, I'm not sure if I can get another one. And being a bit more risk-taking, you'll go for that extra rep. Yeah, and you know, when you're lifting maximally, you need to take a risk. You need to have, firstly, the want and the intent and the motivation to actually go for a 3RM. I mean, you look at back at the methodology, they actually did this three days apart as well. So to ask an athlete to come three days later and squat maximally for a 3RM, it takes a lot of motivation, takes a want and an intent to do that. And to show that they've randomized this three days apart, I think also brings in the impact of these results. Yeah, and did they have a pre and a post 3RM test on either side of those five video conditions? Yeah, and, right. and, and they actually show that 3RM increased over the pre to post. Yeah, so seven 3RM tests with three days in between each of them. That, that's, that's good lifting. That's good lifting. They improved body mass and improved also the squat 3RM. So intensity within a short period of time improves body mass and squat 3RM. Yeah, with a little bit of supplementation from the videos exactly right and that's the big take-home here is is that traditionally we've looked at physical potentiation and here they're starting to look at passive potentiation and when you think about potentiation it has a fatiguing cost unless it's passive unless it's passive so this is a really nice way of highlighting psychological methods to actually improve performance yep so what are your thoughts coming out of this study chris I love these studies by Cook and Co. When you think about it, you can actually apply all of these learnings. It's not hard to put some vision up in a gym or in a changing room to actually get the team up and about. You may not be able to use markers such as TNC, but what you can do is use subjective markers, how the players feel. You look at results, you can look at their performance. If it's 100 meters, did they run quicker? Talk to the players afterwards, how did you feel? And usually, you know if they're in a good space. Yeah, I felt great, I felt euphoric. And they really use those good positive words as subjective feedback as to if the intervention really worked or not. Absolutely, the testosterone is really just a means to an end. Yeah, exactly right. Is it the reason why they improved or is it a really good biomarker? I think it doesn't really matter which is which. It's a great biomarker. I'll definitely attest to that. I think what it just shows is that it works and that not only does it work by highlighting increases in T, but it correlates really well with performance, backing up years and years of literature. Absolutely. From an applied perspective, that's that's definitely true. A mechanistic researcher might, might get a little bit iffy about that, but from our perspectives of, well, Let's get a bit more performance out of the athlete. Exactly right. And I think the athlete doesn't really care about the mechanisms behind whether it does or it doesn't work or how it works. If it works, they're going to do it. And it's the buy-in which is really important. And I think as a coach myself, I can take this, I can implement it. If it doesn't work, the players will quickly tell me. But if it does work, you'll get the feedback that they want it more. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Thank you, Chris, for going through that. Thank you for your time. Pleasure. And thank you, listeners. This has been Snippet Sports Science Podcast. For more information, go to our website at snippetscience.com. That's S-N-I-D-P-I-T science.com. Or follow us on Twitter at Snippet Science. Thank you.